Hello, 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 and welcome back to Time Out Takes. It has been a while, and that is on me. It's been, it's been really hectic, really busy, but um, and uh, this length of tard, this uh, period of tardiness is likely to continue for the next week or two. But found some time to to hop on and talk about my favorite topic to talk about. It's the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I mean, it's no, it's no secret that I'm a huge uh, Warriors fan. Um, I mean, I've had enough of the on the bandwagon slander. I'm kind of desensitized to it. But if you love a team, you love a team, right? And uh, I wanted to, I wanted to hop on really quick and just talk about this state of the Warriors right now, and uh, and you know what, uh, what. Whatever, what everything's looking like right now. It's uh, kind of the state of the union type thing for the Golden State Warriors. Now we're heading into uh, nearing in on halfway through the season. What? Um, yeah, we're just a few games away from the halfway point. All-star break coming soon in a couple of weeks. Um, and the second half of the season's just been released, uh, the schedule. So, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about in the NBA right now. Uh, I will have one where I talk about all the teams soon. But... Um, in the meantime, I just wanted to talk about, I wanted to go through the players um, kind of one by one, say what I think about them, uh, how they're performing, and, uh, you know, uh, just kind of like the state of the union, just the players being the members of the union. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to start off with the chef, right? He's having an insane campaign. Didn't really shoot the ball that well yesterday, but we won the game, so it doesn't matter. This, I think, is uh, probably one of the first games we've won without Seth Curry playing well um you know he he ended a streak of 25 point games um but we got the win and uh he's obviously been playing at an mvp level but i stand by the fact mvp the mvp conversation is very narrative driven and it goes without saying that it's narrative driven that that's something that should not need to be explained because it's quite <laughs> it's, it's quite obvious it's always been narrative, narrative driven and always will be um but the narrative for Seth is difficult. It's difficult. And I think it's easier for LeBron now, given that AD is out for an unforeseen period of time. My guess is four to six weeks at least, if not till the playoffs or if not till the end of this or if not for the season. Now, you don't know because that's an interesting topic that I probably will have a pod on and what do the Lakers do because LeBron's window is closing I mean father time always catches up we everyone says it every year that always windows closing windows closing yeah but it but it but it really is closing like he he might extend another year or something but it's closing it's this year and next year I think then it's 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 over like even next year is in doubt you know you never know um but hey you, you never doubt the king obviously but I think the narrative is set up for him he's one he's 37 on to 38 um he's lost the star player and he's they're on a four game losing streak right now but if he can if he can win if he can lead them to the top two seed i think he has a strong case for mvp um steph on the other hand again losing his splash brother for the second season in a row dealing with a new team a rookie uh you know it, and obviously his historic numbers um he's he was on track Maybe not after the last couple of games, but he was on track to tie his three-point uh, record with 10 less games in the season. Yeah, it, it, 
I mean, and he, I think if he gets a 50-40-90 and leads the Warriors out of the play-ins and straight into the playoffs, so that would be the four or the five. See, the one, two, three seed is not. It's it's not even. It's not a real. Uh, it's not realistic. You know, the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers, and even the Suns are starting to pull away. Um, but if the Warriors, if he, if the Seth can lead the Warriors to the four or the five seed, I think he has a strong case for MVP. Um, so I think, I mean, that's, that's all I have to say about Steph. Now we go to Dre. <sighs> There's something I need to talk about Draymond and Wiseman Looney. Why are they playing Draymond Green and not Looney? Looney's come back. He's had a couple games now, but they sat him out a month with a slightly rolled ankle. A month. But Draymond Green, after he had his knee locked up and he had to go back in the back and get some scans, apparently it's a thing that happens to him. He gets his knee just locks up. Um, he's out there playing and he's clearly not right. I mean, he has, he's had good games these last two games. I think he's feeling a little better. Um, but he's still not right on the defensive end. He's not the same defender on the perimeter because it's clear that he's chipped up. And uh, it's admirable that he's staying out there, but it's, it's arguably for to the detriment of the team. But hey, Draymond does Draymond things overall in the season. He's been great. There's a give and a take. Obviously, he had he had that um, a bit of a screw up in that game where he shot from half court a couple weeks ago. But but I mean, there's a give and a take with every single star player, and I mean, there's no doubt that Draymond Green is a star player. And uh, it really only real basketball fans will know. People who see the game, uh, people who watch basketball, not people who look at the box score uh, and just watch the highlights. Even if you watch the highlights, you can tell Draymond has a great impact. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, it, I'm happy with Draymond Green. He's doing what we ask of him. And he's being a great mentor for James Wiseman and uh, Wiggins and the other young players on the team, EP. Uh, now we look at James Wiseman, the rookie. He's going to be a problem for a long time in this league, bar no injuries, and I am super excited to see him develop. He had that obviously, obviously had that wrist injury that um, you know that did hamper him for a couple weeks. But what I am really, really happy to see is his willingness to learn. He's a really smart player off the court. He's really smart. He's a smart kid. He did really well in college and in high school. And you can tell in his interviews, he's a really smart guy. His basketball IQ is not amazing. It's not bad, um, but it's not amazing. Like, it's not it's not a plus. Uh, it's not a minus either. But his work behind the scenes, like, he came back in these couple weeks, and he's already learning, and Draymond is learning with him as well. Don't throw him the lobs excessively. Uh, he's so agile and versatile on the ground with his feet. His footwork is his footwork is not good. His foot movement is good. His foot speed is good. And the footwork will come with some experience, you'd hope. Um, but, you know, they're already learning these last two games. Don't throw him excessive lobs. Give him the bounce passes. Give him the low passes. Fire it to his waist his hips, he can he can bring it up from there. He's so long and so athletic and powerful that he can do it. You don't have to get so lob happy. And I think, you know, Steph and Draymond, they haven't had a true lob threat in ages since JaVale McGee. And even before JaVale McGee, they really had no one. Fessus Azili maybe, but he was only 6'10 on 6'11 on a good day. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they really enjoy having a lob threat, obviously. And they want to, they got a new toy and they want to play with it. But um, they also need to, you know, Calm down. He hurt his wrist by going for a lob. So they're learning. They're learning. Uh, 
Uh, Kelly Ubre, uh, it's crazy, huh? It's crazy. Just just last month, um, Warrior Warrior the Warriorverse were uh, saying, "How the hell do we get rid of this guy?" And now the conversation switched to, "How the hell do we keep this guy?" It's 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 amazing how things have changed, and you can just see it on the faces of the leaders of the team, Steph, Dre, even Wig. Um, you know, before before they would they they were, they were so clear they were scoffing like we would scoff at what Uber is doing and his tendencies and his uh, unwillingness to adapt and play the way they want to play. But he's he's flipped the switch, man. He's flipped the switch, and it's so so great to see because someone with his motor and his you you can't hate him. He's it's net, even on a bad game for him. You know, you can hate on Steph if he has a bad game sometimes because. Sometimes it's because he just doesn't want to play. Uh, you, same can be said for Draymond and sometimes Wiggins and even KD back in the day. Um, but Ubre's lack, Ubre's effort is never lacking. It's always, it's never for a lack of trying. Um, so it's harder to get mad at him. But he's flipped the switch. He knows what to do. He's getting better at the, the, the smaller things, the screen setting, the defending, the tendencies, when, when to look for his own and when to go. Uh, he got bailed out. He made a little bit of a boneheaded decision at the end of games. He still is um, something that I have noticed that not many people are talking about is because when I watch the games, I only a lot of the games I'm only able to catch the third and fourth quarter live, and then I watch the first and second later. When I uh, when I watch the end of the third and the start of the fourth uh, or the whole of the fourth, I don't think Uber is having a good game because he doesn't doesn't give you that impression if you just look at the third and the fourth quarters or the end of the third. Bar yesterday's game against Indiana and the game against New York, um, he hadn't been the bet like the best at the end of the game so i was like oh man Ubre, come on not having the best game and then when i go and look at the first and second quarters he's having an excellent game um so what that tells me is he needs to carry that comfort that he finds the start of games into the last into the final periods um and that will obviously come with experience and when he gets more confident and the uh, confident himself and he knows the things he's doing are the right things he's going to do that in the end of games so i really have no issues with Ubre right now he's lights out from the corners and that three i mean he's he's not going to remain this hot from three for for too long but his his percentage has climbed up for sure um and and I, there's there's i think there's an equilibrium point between how bad he was shooting then and how hard he's shooting now and it's his shot selection as well it's he knows what shots to take he knows uh you know when he gets catches in the corner he doesn't do the the back foot out of bounds thing anymore he's he's learning he's learning and he gets it now before it was frustrating because he wasn't getting it he wasn't changing adapting he's he gets it now and he's learning and even he's like wiseman Ubre is not the best basketball iq uh Actually, he's probably worse than Wiseman. It's unfair to Wiseman to put him in the same category. Uber doesn't have the best basketball IQ, but he gets it. He's learning. He's learning. And that's something that's really encouraging to see. And, hey, let's see if Joe Lacob's bottomless pockets can help us keep him next year. Clay Thompson, I mean, I'm just going through the roster list here. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nice to see him reporter Clay a couple couple times a month. It's fun to see. Um, did y'all see... Um, Kalena, and he's like, uh, I texted you, Clay. I texted you to come on. And Clay's like, I don't have your number. <laughs> I don't have your number, Kalena. Oh, Kalena's such a bum as a bookie. Uh, but 
<laughs> Anyways, it's fun to see. It's it's nice to see Clay. I mean, we know he has a he has a heart of a warrior through and throughout a real fighting spirit and uh, I mean his mental, his it's his all in mind is mental, you know. His game is not very predicated on his athleticism. Uh, you probably won't expect him to be as good an on-ball defender uh, coming back, but hey, you never know with these things, you know, um, the rehab of today. But you look at you look at KD, um, look at Demarcus Cousins, they're they're back they're they're back to a pretty high level. KD especially, but KD did have a long longer time off, a lot longer off, and Clay has the ACL as well, so. Hey, I mean, let's see. Um, it's all about his mindset and when he comes back and how he's feeling. So, I mean, let's see. Wiggins, a wig. He's cooled down a bit recently. Um, he has. He's not shooting the best and he's had a relatively poor run of games. Um, but his bailout on broken possessions is really fun to watch. He just loves to bail us out on sets that don't work. And his ISO game is it's Kobe-like. It is, it is Kobe-like. It's not like the book to Kobe kind of like it but it, it has you know um i don't know maybe something about his form or the way he fades away i don't know I, it's quite nice to watch and it's, it's really satisfying when it goes in you know um so i mean a wig i really have i see no problems in his game he's just gonna have ups and downs but it's it's good to see he's fitting in well and from the start stefan dre you know kelly Ubre was the outsider you could tell because stefan curry in in interviews Referred uh, referred to Kelly Oubre. It was his full name, Kelly Oubre Jr. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Kelly Oubre, oh, yeah. He I'm mean, Dre is day day. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins was Wig. Um, I think on Drew as well. Uh, and then you know everyone else has their own names. And then Eric Pascal was EP. Um, but yeah, so uh, Wiggins. Will have no problem fitting in. I mean, he's he's always gonna he's gonna be this third scoring threat next year when we run it back with the vengeance. Uh, Ken Bazemore. Hey, I mean, I if he can, he's he's getting up there in age, but he's a really nice role player, and I really I really want to keep him for next year. He's again doesn't have the best basketball IQ. I I don't understand how we're running such a complicated offense with so many low IQ basketball players. Uh, but hey, it's working. It's working. It's working to a decent degree, and we're getting better. So that's fun to watch. Ken Bazemore, yeah, he's he's lights out from the corner. He's gonna cool off as well, but uh, it's fun to see. It's a he's a nice he's a nice role player. He's had a few twenty point games, and carried us a couple wins, uh, like that one against Miami Heat. Quantus Cano Anderson, he's been in and out of the lineup the last couple of games, but he's been doing well. I I like him. He's I like him because he's smart. He is a high IQ basketball player. Uh, unlike Michael Mulder, I'm not a fan of him, but if he if he's hitting the threes like he has been for the last couple of weeks, it's okay. The juice is worth the squeeze, but he's so bad defensively and his athleticism that is listed like the 40 something inch vert. It's not, it's not, he's not basketball athletic. He's gym athletic, but he's not basketball athletic. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can talk about the, the Brad, Brad Wanamaker. I mean, oh, it's a pain really. Uh, to talk about him because you know sometimes you love him, sometimes you hate him. Well, most times you hate him, sometimes you love him. Um, and uh, hey, it's uh, it's a give and a take with him. I really want a Jordan Poole back to take his minutes because Jordan Poole is. I want to see him grow. I think he he can create for himself better and create for others better. Not the Brad is better defensively. 
but uh, sometimes he gets out of pocket, you know, and I would rather a younger player that we've invested more into get those minutes, especially in a season where, I mean, we're not really contending, are we? And then uh, Marquis Chris as well. I mean, I haven't really had much on him. I think he's come on the come on the broadcast a couple times in the last month. Uh, broken his leg, obviously, unfortunately. Uh, it wasn't a huge break, but, you know, he's sitting out the season. Hopefully that means we can retain him because uh, his contract's going to be cheaper. But uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't now Kevon Looney? I'm gonna go on to Kevon Looney and then uh, EP. I mean EP. He there's not really much to say about EP. Really, he loves. There's a he has a type. It's very clear he has a type, and his type is big er centers. Teams that like to go big. But when he plays against a small ball center, someone more to his size and his athleticism, he struggles. He can't do as much. But in the string of last 15 games, 10, 15 games, we've played a lot of teams that aren't his type. So it's forcing him to figure it out. And I like that. He's a young player. He's 25, only second season in the league. Uh, third season in the league? Second? Third? Uh, I think it's his third season in the league. Was he on the team when we when we lost the Raptors? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, this is second or third season? No, nah, this is second season in the league, yeah. Because Lamella Ball's a rookie in 2020, yeah. So, it's only second season in the league. He's 24 going on to 25, though, because he did all his years. Yeah, he's 24. Because he, he did three or four years at, um, at college. Um, so, but he's, he's, a, he's a, he's a nice piece, you know, I'm happy with him. He's, uh, he's going to be a real microwave coming off the bench next year. And now Kevon Looney, I mean, he's back. He gives us what he, what we want on the defensive end, the offensive end, him and Draymond on the floor at the same time is, uh, can be a bit tedious, sometimes annoying. Um, because I mean, it, it really shrinks down the space spacing and, uh, when when Clay comes back next year, I mean that 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 should fix all the issues. So I mean, hey, let's see. Now, two big topics I want to look at is the pick next year's pick. Uh, Minnesota, it's not looking good. It's really not. It really looks like they're gonna they're gonna get in the bottom. It, they're they're definitely gonna be the bottom three team. So with some stroke of luck, hopefully Joe Laker puts some moolah in Adam Silver's pockets and gets us the fourth pick. Um, but yeah, it's looking like Minnesota is going to get a top three pick and we're not, and the protection is going to clock in and we're not going to get their pick until next year unprotected. But Hey, I mean, don't really, uh, Steph's window is closing maybe two, maybe three years. So we're not really looking at that far in the future. We want that pick now to either trade it or get, you know, someone like a James Wiseman again, like another player like him to contribute when we want it back with Clay Thompson and Marquise Chris. Man, our team looks good with the depth. If we can keep everyone, everyone stays healthy. I am so excited to run it back next year and get Steph his fourth ring. And in my opinion, solidify himself as the greatest point guard of all time. He gets another MVP, gets another chip, gets another finals MVP. There's no question. Well, gets a finals MVP. No question. No question that he's going to be the best He's going to be regarded as the best point guard of all time, especially by my generation. In like 20, 30 years when, uh, you know, when the when the generation that watched Magic is, you know, I mean, it's sad to say when they when they when they move off into a, into another plane, um, 
today's kids, me and the people five, six years older than me, the generation above, I think Steph is going to have the Steph is going to be high regarded as the best point guard of all time. It's just his impact on the generation. He's more fun to watch. Recency bias, um, you know, uh, everything, everything. And just looking at his highlights, I mean, people when you look at his goddamn highlights, it's insane. There was a there was a twenty minute highlight reel just from his first eighteen games this season, and I got a couple million views on the on the YouTube's. And it was a full highlight reel. There were no, there were no stinky layups. There were no easy middies. They were, they were tough shots. And that just goes a testament to what kind of player he is. So I'm really excited to run it back next year. God damn, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so much fun. Hopefully Clay comes back all right. Can't expect him to be the same player, but you know, 70, 80 percent of what he is, and he's gonna, he's still gonna have nights where he gets those 40 and 20 minutes. Um, really excited. You know, you have, when you look at the starting lineup, you have Steph, Dre, Clay, James Wiseman, and uh, Andrew Wiggins. And then Kelly Oubre coming off the bench. Or It's a matchup. Well, whoever starts, I mean, if you want to go small, then Wiseman sits on the bench. If you and Oubre and Wiggins both start. And then if it's a... Uh, and then I think more time, more often than not, we're going to see Wiggins start over Oubre, given, given we're all healthy. Um, but there are going to be some matchups where Oubre is probably going to get the nod. Uh, over Wiggins in the starting lineup. And then we have, when you have either Ubre or Wiggins or Wiseman, one of those three coming off the bench with EP coming off the bench, Damian Lee coming off the bench. We got Kevon Looney coming off the bench. Uh, Juan, uh, and then obviously the Ken Bazemore, Marquise Chris, you can't forget. He might even start sometimes Marquise Chris. And then we have the number, we have a top pick, hopefully, fingers crossed, coming in or a trade. We trade that pick somewhere. Someone might be thirsty for the Minnesota pick. Um... It's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun. God damn, Brad Wanamaker is gonna get cut. Michael Mulder is gonna get cut. I don't know about Alan Smallgich, man. JTA, I don't know about that. Nico Manny and Jordan Poole, one of them is gonna get cut. Um, it's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait for next year. And touch wood, knock on wood, nothing, God forsaken happens in the off season, or you know, I'm up, or just nothing God forsaken happens. No more injuries, no more devastating blows. Uh, it's fun, man. It's fun. I like where we are right now. I like where the Warriors are right now. Right now, it's fun to watch. Um, there is not too much to lose, but there's also not much, not too much to gain right now. Really, the only thing that's coming of the season is you want a little bit of playoff experience for next we because this team realistically is a first round exit, maybe a second round exit if Steph can you know just carry us through. It depends on the matchups as well. So. I think the ceiling for this team is a second round exit. Um, but you never know. You never know. It has we believe vibes sometimes. You know, we have the best defense in the second best defense in the league right now. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, 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 very fun. And I, for one, cannot wait. The only thing to gain the season is, um, you know, we, we want to we, we do well so Steph can get MVP. It's not we want to do well because we want to do well because we ain't winning no chip this year unless, you know, AD doesn't play and. I don't know. It's not going to happen, is it? Um, but yeah. So whew, that's all I have to say. Say to the Union Golden State Warriors. I'll be I'll be back hopefully in a couple weeks with a lot of content, a lot of free time as, uh, as the exams wrap up. But yeah. So thank you all for listening. If you suck this long, I appreciate you big time. Um, and uh, hey, thanks for listening and uh, take care.